So. We wanted to talk a little bit more about communication styles. And yeah. as you may have noticed, we had our video lesson from this past week on the six different types of common communication styles. And it's important to really, you know, understand the way you're communicating so that you can modulate it, you can adjust it, you can figure out uh, the best way of speaking to someone mm. to get, you know, the outcome that you want. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. And I, the thing is, it's definitely one of those things that happens, I think, um, in the background, mm -hmm. right, subconsciously. Yeah. So uh, if you're not thinking about your communication style, you're probably still adopting a style um, automatically just because um, as you grow up and sort of mature and become a social adult, you will instinctually sort of adopt certain styles in certain contexts, yeah. right? So uh, a classic one, if you're going into an interview, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're probably trying to keep your posture upright and you're talking in for guys that make eye contact. You know, both men and women you mm -hmm. typically are speaking in a little bit of a deeper voice your power, uh, tone. Your power tone your shoulders are open yeah. um you're, you're probably trying to use assertive um assertive language vocabulary Voca uh, yeah right mm -hmm. you're using professional vocabulary you're not saying like um what's up or using up top, up top right. right when we do a rising intonation at the end of a sentence that is not supposed to be a question. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, particularly people who are good at this will be doing this without even realizing they're right. doing it's it. Not even it's, it's not even a conscious thing for them. It's just this, you know, the style that they already have and exude. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think what, what we're going to talk about today and what's really cool is once you're actually aware yeah. of, of, these, of these styles that you're adopting, and once you start to think about the context before you go into it yeah. and sort of deliberately adopt those styles, uh, you can, it can be a very sort of powerful tool Definitely. Um, for being effective in a variety of uh, communication contexts. Exactly. And on that note, you don't have to just have one style that you use for every single communication context or social interaction, right? We have multiple styles that we tend to lean on and use and bring out, right, when when that situation calls for it. So it's really important to be able to differentiate between the different types of styles mm. that you have and be able to lean on them when appropriate, right? Because it doesn't apply to every situation to have, you know, an assertive tone right. or an assertive style, yeah. right? Um, that really does depend on the situation as you may have guessed. Totally. Yeah. I mean, think about, so we were just talking about a, an interview setting. Yeah. setting. Um, contrast that with, uh, you know, a date. Yeah. Right. You, you, you don't go into a date um, with that same sort of uh, intensity right. and, and uh, professionalism. I mean, maybe you do, but I think I think a day would probably be more. Uh, you would want to be a little more casual, a little more relaxed. Exactly. Um, maybe a little more upbeat. Yeah. And using <laughs> sort of softer vocabulary. Um, more of a relaxed body posture too, body right? Posture. Not necessarily sitting up right. straight. I mean, right. not slouching either. But so let's just 
backtrack one second here. The style that we're talking about, right, that is a combination of your tone of voice, right, the tonality. It has to do with your facial expressions. It has to do with your body posture. Right, it has right. to do with a lot of components your le lexicon, right, the, the vocabulary. So many different things that, that make up a style, even what you're wearing. Totally. Yeah, right. literally your clothing style. Right, like are we Art. here in our pajamas right now? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. um, so you really do have to be mindful of all of these aspects and these elements that comprise a style. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's also important to note that different people have different styles, even for the same context. Yeah. So uh, if you're uh, an architect, mm. You know, you're probably not going to be wearing the same outfit that you would if you're an investment banker, right, in, in an interview context, mm -hmm. right, um, or in any context, even just sort of meeting with clients. Uh, it's just different uh, people with different backgrounds, with different sort of behaviors um, and different professional uh, careers and so forth. Those all call for different contexts and different communication styles associated with those contexts. Um, and so yeah. it's one thing that I think that's important is to, to not typecast yourself as, okay. Uh, as an architect. As an architect, you know, I must dress like this, or as a banker, I must dress like this. Yeah. Um, it really depends on sort of who you are and, and what you want to convey. Right. Right. What about for the entrepreneur, mm. right? That's a little bit amorphous because it... Yeah extends into so many different industries yes but is there an entrepreneur style i'm wondering what do you yeah think? well it's really funny because um <laughs> my brother's friend uh, who started a successful crowd raising platform or fundraising was a crowdfunding platform right at the beginning so this is early on when uh, uh crowdfunding was just sort of coming out as, as an industry and crowdfunding is like when kickstarter kickstarter is the biggest one that you probably know about but it's when sort of a group of uh, people, not professional investors, just you and me, uh, want to sort of invest in something cool. Right. Uh, you all pull your money money together and fund the growth of that company. Right. Be it an initiative, a product, right. a exactly. service. Um, so, anyways, uh, for <laughs> that business, he deliberately adopted the sort of entrepreneur look and style, the communication style. So, one of the things he did. He hates beards and he grew out a beard because in his mind, an entrepreneur uh, was someone who had a beard. And, uh, and the reason for that being, you know, in, in more sort of traditional finance consulting sectors, you don't see as much facial hair. It's more guys. clean shaven. Yeah, it's more clean shaven. Uh, and so by wearing a beard, you're sort of deliberately saying, I'm not conforming to those classic corporate contexts, right, these norms, these norms. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a trailblazer, I'm forging my own way, and my beard shows that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that was that was his approach yeah. um, to uh, signifying uh, that, representing that he was an entrepreneur. But it doesn't have to be that way. Of course, of you course. Know? I mean, we're making light of it, but but these are all symbols, right? And And certain symbols might speak to you. Right. And so when you're thinking about adopting a certain communication style, again, that fits nicely into sort of what you want to project, what kind of context you would be using this communication style in. Right. 
it's really important to sort of allow yourself to be drawn to those symbols and then, you know, add them into your vocabulary, add them into the way you dress, the way you speak, even, you know, your, your, the subtleties of your facial expressions. Do you fur, furrow your eyebrows a lot? Right. Do you smile a lot? Do you, so you have to start picking up on sort of what you already do so that you can then tweak it here and there. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And one of the things I like about this conversation, and I think what we're getting at yeah. with the communication style is it has a lot to do with your authentic self. Yes. Right. And so I think a good place to start when determining your communication style is to sort of just spend a little time thinking about who you are right. um, and how you think of your public persona yeah. or your persona in whatever context that is. And so instead of saying, okay, I'm going to look at a few examples of what people do in this before you go there. Yeah. I think it's really important to first think about in that context, what makes me most comfortable? Yeah. Right. And so going back to your question about an entrepreneur, well, we're yeah. entrepreneurs and I think right. about, okay, so for me, what's most comfortable uh, and what kind of language do I use? And I actually try and avoid using mm -hmm. fancy language. I like to try and use the most clear vocabulary I can. Right. Right. Whereas. And you have uh, a huge vocabulary, so you could use it if you wanted, but. Growing, yeah. growing. Um, but <laughs> the point is simply. I consciously, particularly as an entrepreneur, when yeah. you're talking about concepts that people not, might not be familiar with, uh, when, you, when being an entrepreneur, I think so much of it is, is being able to communicate your ideas. Yeah. And these are typically ideas that people aren't familiar with. Right. The most important thing is clarity of language. Yeah. And so as an entrepreneur, I really try and use as clear language as possible. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in other contexts, I might... Um, I don't know, in an in a academic context, yeah. and I'm trying to sort of demonstrate that I have real uh, pedagogical uh, uh, foundation, or is that that right word? Yeah. Um, um, either, but in any event, a real institutional sort of understanding of this, yeah. I, I might use sort of more highfalutin language just to sort of convey that, right? right? Which is uh, a different <laughs> communication style for a different context. Exactly. So. If, you, if you're aware of it, you'll, you'll be able to pull it out in the right setting, right? So Greg was able to differentiate between when he's talking to somebody who might be asking about the entrepreneurial journey that, that he's on, as opposed to a more academic, erudite kind of situation. Yeah. 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 So when you're thinking about what your communication style might be, some of you might already know what that is. Some of you might still be sort of you know, grappling with this idea of the distinct um, styles that you possess or hope to possess, try to think of three sort of predominant contexts in your life at this very moment. So it could be like, you know, a, a casual setting. Maybe you're somebody who really loves going out with people, uh, a social butterfly, somebody who loves storytelling, having conversations with people, mm. that might be one style that you would use across those settings. Yeah. And then maybe you are, you know, in a nine to five job, you're in a corporate sort of maybe traditional, I'm thinking like a lawyer, right? Yeah. You'll have a style for that as well. And if you can think of one more, great. If not, no worries. So then you should come up with 
different characteristics. Try not to have there be any overlap between your casual social butterfly self and your lawyer self. Let's just call it that. Give it your own labels. But sit down, you know, maybe, I don't know, light some candles, put some music on, do some yoga, whatever. That's very lawyerly. <laughs> whatever you can do to get you sort of into a pensive, contemplative mode. Right. right? That's different for everyone, obviously. Um, and then come up with first what you want to convey with your social butterfly self. It could be anything from writing down adjectives to, you know, I saw somebody do that facial expression, mm. you know, in Game of Thrones. That was really cool. I want to see if I can do that. These little things, these details, the minutia that really make up uh, a personality, a style. And do that. List them out. You can draw them out. Do that for each of the styles that you want to sort of, you know, work on. Right. That's a great way of really separating that. and distinct, uh, making a distinct, you know, having clarity there mm -hmm. with these different personas, yeah. if you will. You know, one really fun thing to do, this would take some cooperation with your friends, but um, <clears throat> if you guys all wanted to practice it at once. Oh, I love that idea. You basically, you know how you have theme parties? Mm -hmm. um, you could basically do little get-togethers, but you are determined to do it in a specific context. So you guys could do like a professional get-together. And for that, you know, uh, meetup that you guys have, the, the rule is that you have to adopt a specific communication style that you've prepped. Um, and then you do a different uh, get-together with a different context, right. right? And maybe even change the settings. But I think these exercises can be really powerful, even if they're over the top. And you were saying this, okay. like, try not to have overlap. Yeah. Um, in reality, you probably do have some overlap between right. different styles. Right. But I think for the point of the exercise, exactly. yeah, try and make them as distinct as possible just so that you can get um, attuned to the mm -hmm. nuances of the different styles, yeah. right? And you can feel how it, feel how the, the sort of differences change the way that you project your identity. Exactly, I love it. Really testing it out and, and having that sensory experience too. And a lot of times the way we're aware of what we do is not because we sit in front of the mirror and, you know, no. Not necessarily, but when we yeah. interact with people, we get feedback from others and it sends, you know, a signal to us if we're paying attention that, okay, well, maybe I'm being too loud in this scenario. Maybe I'm too soft-spoken. Maybe I'm, you know, um, yeah. being pessimistic or whatever it might yeah. be, but it's really based on the feedback that we get from others. So yeah. trying it out yeah. is a really good idea. Totally. Right. And you can film it too. I was yeah. just, I, I was I'm just about to say that. that. Yes. Very good. I will say, having you know been a little more um, in front of, prior to, to our uh, <laughs> learning uh, ventures, I'd really never been behind a camera uh, or in front of a camera. I'm not sure. In but front of a camera. Right, yeah. Well, behind the camera would be production. Production. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'm not either. But um, <laughs> being in front of a camera has been pretty eye-opening in terms of how I convey myself to yeah. you guys and you know, uh, my body language and so forth. Mm -hmm. I noticed, by the way, that I, I slouch too much. I should probably be sitting up more, mm -hmm. right? Um, and these are things you don't notice until you film yourself. And so filming as a part of this exercise, uh, I yeah. definitely think is would be beneficial. It's so helpful. I mean, I would do the, a lot of this work with my students, um, you know, and, and with communication and language learning and that kind of thing. And 
just seeing what you do is really powerful so that you can, you know, keep doing what you want to do or, or you modulate and you change it and you, you know, are prepared to say, okay, well, I'm not crazy about how that looked, but let me try this instead. Funny story. Well, not that funny, but, um, what <laughs> No, it's not that funny. Um, it's just it's just a little story. Just when I was um, dancing, the uh, the dress rehearsal was always performed. So if you don't know this, she was a very talented ballerina. 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 Ballerina is really only reserved for professional. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd say ballet dancer. Ballet dancer. That's the correct okay. terminology. Um, yeah, I was obsessed with it. I did it for I think 19 years. Um, it might as well have been. I mean, I went every single day. Okay. Anyway, little glimpse into my life there. But the dress rehearsal was always uh, recorded, filmed, and then we would watch it um, the day before the performance. Or I guess it wasn't the dress rehearsal because the dress rehearsal happens right before the performance. Mm -hmm. So it was one of the earlier rehearsals. Mm -hmm. um, that would be recorded and before the dress rehearsal, which is where you get all dressed up in costume and makeup and everything as if it were the actual performance, we would watch um, the video of us in the different dances that we were in and we were instructed to pay attention to, you know, how our arms were, or if we were smiling, if, you know, what the whole scenario was. And I always really valued uh, that experience because it really helped me see what was going on and then I could change things or keep doing certain totally. things for the actual performance. So yeah. it's um, it's a really good sort of technique to get you to open your eyes to something that you might be doing yet you're not even cognizant of. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've been, I've been sort of mulling around my head yeah. a few different concepts and trying to bring it together because um, I was, when I was talking about sort of how I portray myself differently in different contexts, the more we, all think, we all do. We all that's, do. That's the beauty of it. We're supposed to. But the more I think about it, the, the more I realize, like, I actually strive to keep for, for uniformity yeah. across context. I know. I'm the same way. For me, that's almost my ultimate, that's my like ultimate goal, right? aspiration, right? Because true authenticity, I always seek to be as authentic as possible yeah. in any context. Yeah. Context. And true authenticity is sort of being yourself in every context. And so... I think to the extent that um, that that you maintain that consistency yeah. across context shows your confidence, exactly. right? It shows your ability. Your you know what it really shows? Yeah. I think it shows you know who you are. Right. And once you really know who you are, you're confident in any context. You yeah. don't have to necessarily adopt right. and and change. But I but saying all that, right. I, I had a thought, which is public speaking. Yeah. So an introvert in particular, and I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert, giving Didn't you do public the personality talk, and it shook 50-50? Yeah, I'm sort of, both I'm, got yeah we're sort of right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. But yeah. I, I personally feel like I'm a little more, I used to be, I think, a little more extrovert, yeah. and I think I've turned into a little more introvert. It can change. It can you, change. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is I feel like a different person in a public setting, like a presentation, mm -hmm. than I do. When you're just privately, privately, right? right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. And I think it's okay then in a public setting when I'm giving a speech or so forth to project a slightly different version of me. Right. Because I feel a different version of me. So it's still authentic. Even yeah. though it's different, it's still authentic. So I love that you sort of shared that with us because I definitely feel the same, very similarly in that, you know, when you're authentic, you want that to resonate across 
multiple scenarios. So in a meeting, you're going to be very similar to how you are, you know, with your, your partner, with your friends, um, whatever context, um, and with whomever you're interacting with. But what's really important to note here is that it is okay, and it's, it's expected, I think, to slightly modulate, slightly change mm -hmm. the way you might, um, you know, pause in certain areas for, right. let's say, a public speaking uh, engagement, or the way you might, you know, be dressed, or the way you might express certain things, mm -hmm. your facial expressions, your body language, right? You can slightly change those things to fit into the different styles that you have, but all of those styles can still be your authentic self. Yeah. and your authentic expression. Yeah. So they're not like that far removed from that core authenticity. Totally. Yeah, I love that. So so maybe the ultimate exercise is to figure out what that core, what are the few principles that you think transcend context, mm. right? What are the aspects of you that transcend context um, and yeah, really, really solidifying those? And then after that, um, being able to adjust the other aspects of your communication style to right. be appropriate. Because there are other, there's another context I thought of that where you do want to make sure that you're being um, cognizant of your your um, communication Please, style, yeah, yeah. which is different cultural contexts. Yeah, that's right? a big one. So um, if you're loud and, you know, boisterous, uh, that's fine and all. But if you're in an Asian society, particularly I'm thinking like Japan, oh, where yeah, being demure yeah. and, and sort of reserved mm -hmm. uh, is considered polite, yeah. then you probably do want to scale that back. Exactly. Bit, right? Whereas if you're in the U.S., you know, nobody real, will really bat an eye if that's how you choose to, <laughs> you know, conduct yourself. Yeah. And yeah. it's fine, right? But it is really important to be aware of the nuances that yeah. um, make up different cultural situations. And it's not like you have to put a plug in that side of your personality. No. But you can, you can just, you know, uh, you can dial it back, tone it, yeah, tone tone it down, it down mm -hmm. to the extent that shows your, 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 okay. your sort of respectful, yeah. uh, the way things should be in that context. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. don't, you won't really necessarily know that until you've tried it out. You've been there. You've, you don't even have to go to that country necessarily to be aware of sort of what's going on in that culture, right? You can have friends from different diverse backgrounds and that's the beauty of connecting with people from all walks of life. Um, and, you know, it's something that we really encourage you all to do. It's just such a beautiful experience. Yeah. And it just helps you understand, I think, yourself and just humanity better, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. So try, try, uh, try it out. The other thing I was going to say is um, in terms of figuring out communication styles and just getting more familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, start to pay attention to what other people are doing yes. with communication so styles, good. right? So you have um, examples of different communication styles all around you. Yeah. And try and apply labels to different communication styles that you see and uh, peg them to the context, determine, oh, is that appropriate? Because some, some people will be doing it very effectively and others might be struggling. Um, and so not only uh, need you be aware of yourself, but also yeah. aware of others, just again, sort of strengthens this, this um, aptitude for, for what's appropriate in what context, and then how that fits into your specific communication style. Right, and how might it have been done differently? So I love, that's such a great idea. Yeah. Where can people find examples? Like I'm thinking, 
okay, in TED Talks, but that's really only specific to public speaking. I mean, literally, But anything. anytime you step out the door, right? When you go to a restaurant, when you uh, walk through the mall, when you're interacting with your colleagues in the office, mm -hmm. uh, when you're at the gym, right? Everyone is a walking example of some that's communication style, style one yeah. or another. That's including true. people who are, you know, very reserved and contained. I mean, that in itself is a communication style. And so I think just, just paying attention to that, the world around you, this does require you to go outside. <laughs> yeah, um, the comfort of your, the comfort of your home, home, your office. Exactly. Or... But, but uh, <laughs> you know, the world is, is your, your, your sandbox. Space, <laughs> sandbox, <laughs> oyster. <laughs> A little bit of maritime. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? You know, something related to style is attitude. Right, and we have videos about how you change your mindset, change your attitude, and sending the signal of what you're doing to your brain so that that can now be translated into words and feelings and just your attitude specifically. Um, so I'm reading a book and they go into talking about how uh, you can have basically a useful attitude and a useless attitude. Hmm. And so with the useless attitude comes, you know, the pessimistic sort of behavior, outlook, talk, um, negative sort of like body language, meaning, you know, sort of like, so closed body language, like crossing your arms, hunching over, um, like looking down, these kinds of things. Right. And then having a useful attitude, and that's obviously the opposite, right? The open, open heart, like the, you know, open stance, that's what we call it, open body language, where you're revealing your heart, you're um, metaphorically, but also, you know, figuratively, uh, literally too, if, you know, that's what you do as well, um, to, you know, friends and family and your spouse, um, your partner, right? you're embracing it. Right. So not to go off on a tangent, but basically the idea here is that be mindful of the attitude that you're adopting. And if it mm. feels in any way useless, um, then switch it over to a useful attitude. Oh, yeah. And you'll notice that everything will change. Your yeah. outlook, your the way you're looking out the window, the way you're interacting with people. And they will notice that too, and in turn start interacting with you in a better way. I love it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we should probably be mindful of time. Yeah. Um, because we are coming up on the uh, 30 minute mark. Wow, it goes by so fast. I know. It I really know. does. Um, but yeah, I think I think we, we covered a lot of sort of what, what it means yeah. to have your communication style and to be aware of it. Definitely. Um, and for me, I think that the, the, the most important thing is demonstrating authenticity in whatever context. Yeah. Uh, and, and understanding what it means to be authentic right. will, I think, aid you in, in establishing your communication style or styles.